0: Hello everyone, welcome to Off Script with Pastor Jared. I am Pastor Jared. It's good to be with you. This is our episode number 11. So uh, if you haven't seen any of the previous ones, feel free to scroll back and uh, find those. I'm sure that uh, you absolutely love each and every one of them. They're like your own little family members. So I want to talk to you today about a a topic that I'm calling self-inflicted depression. That's right. Self-inflicted depression. So uh, you've probably noticed, you've read some articles somewhere that anxiety and depression is on the rise, has been for a while, and uh, recently has skyrocketed with the generation we call Z, Gen Z, or those that are in their late teen years or early college years. Uh, that is sort of the poster child for the anxious and depressed generation and uh, the the research that I just read earlier today was every generation that gets a little bit older gets less depressed uh, and less anxious. So by the time you get to senior adults, they're just footloose and fancy free, having a great life and enjoying their retirement. But uh, the younger you get down to Gen Z, it gets worse. Things get uh, more anxious and more depressed. So what I want to say to you today is first, let me, let me shave a little bit of the... Um, uh, the, the bowing up in anger that you might have toward me on this topic. Let me, do, let me speak to that a little bit before we get into the content. There is a, a real medical depression out there. There is a real um, clinically diagnosed depression, anxiety. There is a real part of it that has to do with your biology and your mental state. And there are real problems. Okay, so uh, my, my thesis is going to be this what I just described is a much smaller percentage than we are seeing represented. So what I'm saying is, I I believe there are less people out there that are actually medically depressed uh, than are those who are feeling depressed. And uh, the reason why I'm going to say, this is going to be a little out there, this is a little bold, but I'm going to say it, is that a lot of people inflict pain upon themselves, things that can make you depressed. You're doing these things. Uh, And so what I want to do today is maybe shine a spotlight on that and look at that. So I've I've made nine points. Uh, This is like a diagnostic quiz that you can give yourself. All right. Uh, Partially from research that I've read, partially just from uh, I, I meet with a lot of people and talk to a lot of people I've taught in high school before. you know I, I know a lot of kids that are in their teen college years and and uh, so just compiling all of these things together, I think I've got a pretty good grip on it and um, this diagnosis is going to be questions that you can ask and what I'm going to say is if you answer yes to a lot of these questions, um, you know there's a good chance that you're putting yourself in a difficult position not to be depressed. Okay, There are things that you can do in your life that can make you depressed. And so I'm trying to help you steer clear of those things. And if at the end, you actually do need medical help, if you actually do need to sit down with a psychologist, you do need medication, that's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is you should at least look at these options first. You should at least look at these plain sense practical tips that I'm going to give you, and see if you're at least doing these things first, rather than just running to medicine uh, and and uh, kind of jumping past the common sense stuff first. Okay, so I hope this is helpful to you. That's why we're doing it. I love you. I want to help you, and that's what this is. All right. So number one, here's a question for you: If you're trying to figure out where your depression's coming from, number one, am I spending more than two hours a day looking at a screen. Okay. Am I spending more than two hours a day looking at a screen? This is directly from research done by Jonathan Haidt. uh, And the, the research says basically our bodies can handle up to about two hours, whether it's social media, television, whatever. Every hour after two hours, it exponentially increases our sadness and our depression. Okay, so if you are plugged in, if you look at your screen time on your iPhone, combine that with how much TV you watch. And this the message isn't isn't don't do anything. That's not the message. It's two hours. Any any time beyond two hours, research says you're going to be depressed. So that's question number one. Are you staring at a screen all day? Are you looking at your phone constantly? Are you looking at a, a laptop constantly not for work purposes but just zoning out you know social media algorithms running your life how much of that is is consuming your day okay if it's more than two hours a day chances are you're experiencing some kind of mild form of depression all right that's number one number two do I have a reasonable time when I wake up and when I go to bed Uh, again there's sort of a uh, God made our bodies to live on a schedule. And generally that schedule is when the sun goes up and down. Uh, so if you are going to bed late into the night, two, three a.m. and then you're sleeping until 10, 11, 12 noon and then waking up and starting your day, there are these feelings of my, my life is passing me by. You know, you're, you're getting more and more lethargic It's not true that all the time that the more sleep you get, the more rested you feel, that there's a diminishing return on that. Uh, So just to think about that, do I have a bedtime? I mean, it sounds like kids, right? It sounds like we're talking about toddlers, but generally, there's not a whole lot of reasons in life to be going to bed after midnight. Um, You know, there's not a whole lot of reasons to be waking up after 8 a.m. And that's generous, you know, to, there's something about feeling like you're up and ready to greet the day. I mean, all the studies on successful people in the world have them waking up earlier, not later. And so that's just something to think about. If you've completely lost a schedule in your life and you have no rhythms, routines, you have no real bedtime or wake up time, that's going to contribute to you feeling depressed. That's number two. Number three, do I get any exercise at all? Um, do I get any exercise? Our bodies are meant to to have some sort of resistance and pushback. Um, I, I'm not saying you have to run marathons, you have to lift heavy weights or anything, but a walk around the neighborhood will do wonders for your outlook on life. Just getting your body moving in some way at all is going to significantly help. And if you absolutely get zero exercise, uh, you're fighting against yourself. It's going to be Uh, you're going to feel more lethargic and depressed if your body's not working and moving. All right, so that's number three. Number four, this can kind of be combined with the last point, but it is separate. Am I getting any sunshine on my skin? Vitamin D through sunlight. We found out, especially in COVID year 2020, how big of a deal that actually is. Um, But it's not just with uh, overall health. There are things related to depression and uh, if you're sitting inside all day long, you never get out and see the sun. You never, you know, look out a window. You never feel like you've lived. You you know, uh, there's even stuff that says when your bare feet touch grass outside that there's something that happens in your body. So con- connecting with the natural world, um, feeling that sunlight hit your skin, uh, that's not something that should just be happening on a vacation that you take. That should be in some ways something you seek out in life. So try to find times in life when you're getting outside. If your skin is becoming so white and pasty that it's actually becoming clear, uh, you're, you're gonna be in a depressed state, okay? You, you shouldn't uh, completely avoid sunlight like a vampire, all right? Don't make people call you Dracula. That's not a good thing. You can get depressed that way, all right? So that was number four. Number five, am I eating or drinking in unhealthy ways? All right. And do I absolutely gorge myself on every meal with junk food and sweets? And do I drink sugars and teas and, you know, even alcohol? And am I putting um, unhealthy junk in my body constantly? Again, not, not to treat yourself, not a little surprise, not a, you know, once or twice a week, you go big and, you know, have, enjoy your life, enjoy the taste buds God gave you. That's one thing, but constantly every meal, every day, snacking late into the night, snacking um, your body's going to react to that. It's, it's going to feel, you're going to feel slowed down. And, um, that's another thing that just builds on top of itself to make you feel depressed. Um, number six, am I spending time with friends in person? Am I spending time with friends in person? Do I have in-person friends that I get into a room with and see their faces? Not on Zoom, not on FaceTime, um, really being in a room with someone and enjoying the company of another person, laughing together, joking together. Loneliness is a huge contributing factor to depression and anxiety. A lot of times is contributed to by feeling that others are together, having a good time while you're the lonely one. So that fear of missing out is a huge part of feeling anxious combining. uh, And so when you combine that with social media, you know, you see everyone else what looks like having a great time, having a fun time. And, he, you know, here's you sitting there with uh, Cheeto dust on your chin and, uh, you know, in your underpants in your basement. And you're thinking, oh, everyone out is living their life. They're having a great time. And here I am just like a fool. And, and then, boom, your anxiety kicks in. I'm not, no one wants to hang out with me. I'm not doing anything. My life's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And it just builds. And so, having friends in real life is big. So, maybe you need to. Find ways in your life to meet friends, to make new friends. Maybe you need to join a club or a group, a nonprofit group, or um, you know, a meetup of people with similar interests. Uh, that's really important to a healthy outlook on life. We need people. We need to be around people. We're social creatures. God made us for community. That's why the church is supposed to exist, and we have to prioritize it because it matters. That's number six. Number seven do I do something in life that has some level of challenging fulfillment? So in other words, does anything push me in life to learn and grow? Do I feel like I'm doing anything that makes a contribution to the world or society? Um, So again, we were made to feel challenged and to be pushed and to climb the hill and to work and learn and grow and, and, and pick up a new skill or a new hobby or do something different. And if, if we've come to a point in life where we're sort of just coasting, well, that's when people start to feel depressed because they feel like they're not contributing anything. And especially men are going to feel this. The the women are going to feel the relational stuff worse. And the men are going to feel the challenging fulfillment purpose driven stuff worse, but both are important, but men are going to primarily feel if they've not had some kind of level of challenging fulfillment where they're being pressed to carry some sort of weight and load in life that they're contributing, um, that's going to lead to depression, especially in men. Uh, number eight, do I have some hobby in life that I find fun? That's not looking at a screen. Okay. Is there anything in life that's just fun to you that you get to do that you enjoy? Um, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's stamp collecting. doesn't matter whether it's crocheting, making throw pillows. It doesn't matter whether it's growing a garden out in your backyard. Um, you know, you can come up with a, a thousand hobbies, Making, put be one of those guys that gets the ship inside the bottle somehow. You know, maybe that's your hobby. But having something in life that you just do for fun, that you enjoy yourself, that there's something that just brings a little flavor to your life. Um, A hobby is huge, especially one that involves, you know, is a little challenging. You work with your hands or you work with your mind and it's something a little different. That's huge for not feeling anxious or depressed. And then number nine, you obviously knew I was going to say this, but I'm going to say it. Am I spiritually engaging with God? Um, It would be crazy for us to think that the God who made our bodies and made our minds and hearts and souls, um, that we could somehow be okay Apart from Him, and especially as Christians, when we uh, have signed ourselves over to follow Christ, uh, if we remove that, you know, to to use the uh, John fifteen example, uh, what does a a vine apart from the branch do? Well, not a lot, nothing. And you're going to feel that being cut off if you've cut yourself off from fellowship with God, from knowing Him, uh, from worship, from reading His Word. Uh, from fellowshipping with Christian brothers and sisters. If you cut that off, uh, you're going to feel it, or you should feel it as a Christian. You know, you shouldn't be comfortable being a Christian rogue or, you know, having, say you're a Christian, but never commune with God and never enjoy his presence uh, in, in any way. So um, don't neglect God primarily. I mean, that's really the most important one. Um, so these are the nine points that I've come up with that if you're, if you're doing these things or you're not doing these things, whichever way you read it, um, you're basically fighting life with both hands and feet tied behind your back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it would be possible to say, uh, yeah, I look at screens four hours a day. I have no bedtime. I sleep until, uh, noon. I go to bed at 3 a.m. I don't exercise. I've never go outside unless I'm walking to my car. Um, I eat junk food all day. I uh, have no friends, I don't meet up with anybody in person. I uh, I don't really do anything that challenges me. I have no hobbies. I pretty much just play play game, play, you know, look at my phone all day. I go to school, that's about it. And then I really don't go to church or spend time with God or talk to any Christians meaningfully about my faith. Uh that person is going to be depressed. That person is absolutely going to be depressed. So, if you're dealing with depression and anxiety, Ask, ask yourself, ask God, which one of these things are, are something that I can start dealing with now? How Can I roll these back right now? Um, and and that's why I call this self-inflicted depression, because these these are lifestyle choices that you make. You can decide when to wake up and go to bed. You can decide whether you want to be on your phone all day. You can decide if you want to get up and walk around the neighborhood or take your dog for a walk, or if you want to go outside and sit in the sun for 30 minutes. You can decide if you want to, what you eat and put, your, put in your body. You can be around people and especially in church, you can make friends at church. That's the easiest place, but you can have other areas in life when you connect and network and uh, be around other people. You can find a hobby. These are all things you can do. And so uh, don't, don't go out and try to fight life, life's battles with your hands tied behind your back. God's desire is not that we be depressed and look for those of us that have real problems, there, there is medication and science and doctors and and I'm, I'm thankful praise God for all of that. But I'm willing to say the extreme numbers of the depressed and anxious Gen Z have, there's no way that all of those people are not just doing the things on this list. Uh, Inflicting this depressed life upon themselves by the very lifestyle that they choose to live So that's going to be my challenge to you today Uh, Take control of your own life Uh, Grab your life and say this is not how I want to live And you might need some help You might need to to get a group of friends together to do this with you You might need to have uh, some accountability in your life You might need to make a schedule you might need to do, get radical, do something, get off your phone plan and, and get, get a dumb phone. You know, you might have to make a meal plan. I don't know, you, but you gotta do something because depression begets more depression. The more depressed you get, uh, the more depressed you get. And it's a, it's a hole that you slide into. And uh, these are small ways to get out of it. And if you do all of these things and you're still depressed, Sure, go talk to your doctor. But I would encourage you, try all of these things first and try them as hard as you can and ask for God's help every day as you do it. And my bet is that you'll find uh, there's a good chance that your life turns around and you start to feel awake and alive and the numbness of depression starts to fade away um, because that's God's desire for you in this life. So that is off script today, episode 11. Uh, Please tell a friend about this. And uh, that's the best way to share a podcast is to let somebody else know about it, encourage them with it, send them the link. But uh, otherwise, I look forward to seeing you on Sunday for worship. God bless. Have a great day.